Congratulations, my episode 50 is here. Thanks, you know what that means. We're crossing the line. Welcome, Albert and Ryan. Oh shit, look who's here. Hot diggity dog. Look who's no longer a polywog. You have finally crossed the proverbial line into my sweet, sweet domain with your monumental episode 50. Thank you. Do you accept the honorable title of Podcastian Shellbacks? Is it free? Yeah, we don't want it to pay. It costs no money. Then we accept. Then may the waves of success guide you through another 50 episodes. You are now tried and trusty Shellbacks. Don't fuck this up or I'm calling FDR. We did it, everyone! Cool! We crossed the line! Thanks, King Neptune! Neptunus Rex came just for us. How about that? Congratulations, Albert. Thank you. Actually, Congratulations I, to you. It took us a long time to get to 50, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we did the Dubia Monster episodes. I also moved away for three years. <laughs> Never thought you were coming back. <laughs> it was close. Lost a lot of fans in that time. <laughs> But here we are, still chugging away. Halfway through the ocean. For, for our uh, devoted listeners, everyone knows that uh, every time we hit a 10th episode milestone, we break out the hat of doom. You know, the 10 shots of doom. That's right. I guess originally it was the hat of doom, but now we don't have a hat anymore. I, you know, it's in my trunk. It's so annoying. I could have brought it this time. I forgot. Damn it. It's always in your, it's been in your trunk every time, I think. I know. Well, you know, the hat is not as important. No, no. It's the, it, really, it's the 10 shots of doom yeah. that's important. So, right. Every 10 minutes, we'll pause to take a shot. And Ryan's going to tell you the the 10 things that we're going to take shots of today. Yeah. Okay. So, we got we got some chartreuse, which has been, you know, we've, we've brought up a few times yes. in the past. We've got some mezcal. Uh, we got a shot of pumpkin. You know, the fall Seasonal. vibes are coming in. Appropriate. Um, Brenovin, which is this uh, Icelandic... Um, liquor that I, I bought with blood in it. There's probably some Viking blood in there. Right. Um, there's a shot of Boost. Can you tell? People, oh yeah, most people won't know what Boost is. Well, you know, for all the South Jersey Pinelands folk, we we did find Boost on a little bit of a monster hunting uh, experience expedition in our own backyards. Uh, Boost is like a well, it's concentrated when you buy it, but it's it's like somewhere between like a cola and an iced tea. But you gotta you gotta mix it yourself, and, and it's flat, right? It's, it's not carbonated. Flat. There's no bubbles, and um, apparently it has four times the uh, ca- uh, caffeine than a Mountain Dew. Oh my god! It really keeps those pineys pepped up. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we got some of that. There's some old wine. It's it's pretty old. How old? <laughs> Ten days. Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> no, it's I think it's excellent like, year. <laughs> um, there's some pickle juice. Mm. Of course, we have Admiral Nelson's rum. Of course. Well, it's like one of the first classic liquors in this Our show. first sponsor, right. There's some hot sauce. And 
just to keep the traditional tradition alive, we've got a raw egg in the mix. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, now that we're at episode 50, I think we don't have to do a raw egg per <laughs> 10 episodes well, that we we've done. We're going to get some <laughs> blowback from this. Yeah. You know what? I just I can't do 5 raw eggs. You know, maybe if we have gotten 5 emails <laughs> in the last 50 episodes, we might keep going, but shame on you all. We've gotten um you know, we've gotten some some contacts. We have actually. You know, I, I'd like to thank Bub again for writing in because he, uh, in our latest episode, we had talked about plant music. Yeah, and well, that was Mort Garson. If you got to go listen to the Plantasia album, but then also Ryan had mentioned Cigaros, which yeah, yeah, Bub was saying that his friend actually uses. Well, I think he that, that to were, grow pot. Oh, man, he were already gonna get. It. <laughs> I think he has a client who has a CBD or cannabis company and they there's a special Seagros strain oh, okay. where the, the plants are, you know, they play Seagros music 24-7 for the plants. Oh, and, wow. You know, so, which is perfect that I brought Brennavin. So we have the Icelandic liquor for, in, in honor of, of Bub's Seagros-centric right. client. Right. Well, thank Bubs, Bub for always. Uh, oh, thank Bubs, thank Bubs for always writing in and adding a little tidbit. <laughs> and use more Bubs in the world. Um. So yeah. Well, thanks for sticking with us, guys. Uh, we we've got you know we've got the idioms for you. Our game master has brought us a game. Yep. Uh, we're also going to be pausing. You know, every every ten minutes just to take a quick little drink. A little okay. sippy sip. Yeah. So uh, we, we had a couple things at the top of the show. Al, Albert's been getting some phantom book treats. Yeah. Somebody's been leaving me books on my front step. That's, that's uh, nice. Yeah. So I, I got two. Well, and here's the thing. So my roommates think that it, they're for me, I, but they're not. Addressed. There's no proof. There's no proof. Right. Uh, but the first two titles were. I mean, you did tell us last episode that a photographer or two episodes of some photographer oh, yeah, saw you reading on the porch and stopped you and took a picture of you. Maybe it's Moshi. It, it, you know, I did check his Instagram to see if my picture is up yet, but it's not. Uh, <laughs> um, but maybe it didn't come out. I, well. I guess it could be. I mean, my neighbors next door see me like almost every time I'm out there. You know, like so people see me reading, so maybe they're like, "This guy likes books. Let's yeah. let's give him books." Huh. Uh, the I've got I somebody left me a grave talent okay. and a footnote to murder, which that one sounds like it's in my wheelhouse. But then something extra strange happened. There, a, a book was actually mailed to me, mm-hmm. like from a book company mm-hmm. with my name and address. And no note, no nothing. I have no idea why it showed up. And it's a, it's weird because it's actually a book that we use in school sometimes. And it's called Frindle. Frindle. And it's like a story about like this redhead kid that I think like he's being a dick basically to his teacher. And he's calling his pen. A, he like makes up a fake name for his pen and calls it a Frindle. And she's all like, that's not the name. And then all the other kids start calling it that. The pen? Yeah. yeah. Is the pen sentient? I don't know. No, I don't think it's alive. I think he just wanted to name it something else to like just like buck the system and like the you know the Uh strict teacher didn't like that and so someone's just mailing you this book huh so now you know leaving books on my doorstep is one thing but now someone knows my name and address and is sending me books and i can't trace it well you know if it was one of you out there call in because that yeah you know i would like to know what's going on i'm not creeped out or anything right you just like some some context for the uh all right well 
I'll keep so an eye out you, for Thank you, I guess. Yeah, thank you for the book that I didn't want. Yeah. And no, three books I didn't want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you don't know by now, I'm really more into monsters and aliens and serial killers and things like that. I've so, picked that up. Right? Like, I've that like up. let's get... <laughs> Let's get on brand here, people. Also, speaking of books and monsters, Albert and I, we're working on a little Jersey Devil project right now. And it's very hush hush. There's a book from 1976 called The Jersey Devil that maybe some of you have read as children. Yeah. It's by James F. McCloy. It's got like a red cover. And there's this really awesome it's black ink illustration of the Jersey Devil on the front. And and uh, we like grew up with it. And so we decided recently we would try to like hunt down the illustrator his name is uh, William Sotz Bach, and it ends up being that he lives an hour outside of Philadelphia. And so, here's his address. <laughs> well, actually, I'm sure he would love some visitors. He's got like a, yeah. a, an amazing house, like filled with all of his artwork. But we we got in touch with um, his sister, and then yeah, Luis, she, yeah, Luis, who who is delightful, and she invited us to to meet him. So we brought over our books and and um, had them signed and. Um, it was just a, a cool experience, and uh, he's gonna—I think he's gonna draw us up some some new Jersey Devil picks. So that'll be pretty cool. It's gonna be really cool, yeah. And he signed—he signed my book here. He still got Ryan's book. He kept Ryan's, but <laughs> he wrote tons of good stuff, always and ever, from Sots. That's nice. What a guy. Oh, and he happy birthday! Turned, yeah, he just turned eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. Yeah, he's putting in them years. Wow. But uh, ch check out his work if you can. It's like really, it's like really, um, it can be surreal. And also there's like a lot of folklore and like Lenape yeah. folklore and like traditional stuff like that. It's, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty awesome. But he was cool. Yeah, it was, honestly, it was, it was so surreal meeting him. Yeah. I mean, because we've had this book for almost 30 years. Yeah. And yeah, it's very, it's been very defining to us as who we are. And then like, you know. Who knew? Like, and you know, the, actually, the authors are no longer living. So it's like he, Sots is the last person uh, that had a part to play in this that's still alive. And just to get to meet him, it was just, it was really cool. I'm sure it was an honor for him to meet us, too. Yes. He, our <laughs> reputation precedes us <laughs> by miles. By many, many he, miles. He could feel us. It's almost coming. double digits, <laughs> the distance with which our reputation precedes us. He's like sitting there like an hour before we get there. And he's, he hears that song. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. He starts sweating. Hold on. He's like, I don't know if I can handle Bolting this Bolting the doors. <laughs> he's drawing the shades, breaking the bathroom. Um, <clears throat> and in other, uh, we were doing something else for the Jersey Devil yesterday. And we were in um, this small town, Hamilton, which is, is like a, it's like, um, it's right by the Pine Barrens. And we were walking down the main street and we just, we were going to cross the street and there was a crosswalk. And so we're standing there. We really were no one with no we, rush. We why, were we just, we had a big lunch. <laughs> we had a big lunch. We, we were walking real slow. slow. Lots of Mexican food in our bellies. And this guy in, a, in an SUV slows down to let us cross. Yeah, he actually puts his hand out and waves. And waves. And we start, we take like maybe two and a half steps. And I, I just see another SUV behind him. And I'm like, in like that millisecond, I'm like, no, 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 no. And Whack. SUV Wham. crashes into the back of him. And, and that guy flips shit. Oh, man. Yeah. It, you know, the sound of a car accident is always oh, man, it's such it's a shocking worst. sound. It's not like the movies. Um, anyway, so, you know, those guys kind of rolled through the intersection. And then we 
didn't know what to do. So we were going to a band, we were going to an antique shop and we were going to just turn around and leave. And then the guy who got hit kind of was like, make sure I have a witness here. And then we're just like, oh God, it feels like it's our fault. I know. And then, you know, it really wasn't our it fault. It was not our fault. And the, the, uh, the guy that hit the other guy, he had cooled down and he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just, I've been having the worst day of my life. And then he's like, but I did not see his brake lights. Excuse me, sir, do your brake lights work? And he's like, yeah, they work. And he's like, well, can we, can we test them? Cause I did not see, this guy was like, did not want to get a ticket. Ugh, but um, It is not, it feels weird being responsible. So we hit out in the Partially uh, responsible. shop uh, while the cops were there. Definitely spent more time than I was anticipating just cause I didn't want to deal with the cops. Right. Um, but the, the, the store owner was really cool and we were asking her about Jersey devil stuff and she told us that she was more of a Bigfoot no, enthusiast. She was way into Bigfoot. Yeah. And skinwalkers too. She loved that <laughs> Buying the history channel for it. Um, all right. Well, we're going to take our first shot here and then we're going to get onto the game. Too, right? Yeah, right. All right. So um, we got, we got, so all the shots are numbered and we have all the pieces of paper in a bowl, which used to be the hat of doom. And we're just going to each pull one out and then you get the look of the draw. All right. I got number seven. This is easy. This is a glass of wine, I think, old but wine. I guess it's old wine. <laughs> <What'd> you, <laughs> what number is that? I either got uh, 10 or zero one. Uh, it's 10. Okay. <laughs> and that's, that's a, that's a mug of hot sauce. Yeah. <laughs> It's a tapatio. All right, cheers, man. Enjoy. <laughs> One, two, tres calini. <laughs> In true. I needed some pep for this. It's episode. a tres calini mug. It's a mid uh, Sunday sort of feeling. Yeah, that mug is. Uh, it's an Italian restaurant that Vincent Price liked to go to. That's why I went. I thought I'd get an espresso mug. Of course he did. Mm. Wow, that was actually very good. Was it? Good. Yeah. It's like eating food only without the food. Right. Okay, so what's our game, Game Master? Let's get a Game Master sound. Yeah. What's our game, Game Master? episodes to figure out that we need that well, you know the big episode we need a big sound yeah that's good and we'll you'll be hearing it every time we are playing the classic game of joking hazard oh i don't know this one i'm gonna shout out mira uh for this one because they we the first time we ever played this was over at the bottle shop okay it's like one of those places on past young cute yeah they mira likes games, games. And uh, we didn't understand how to play it then, so we made up our own version, and we don't understand how to play it now, so we're making up a, a kind of a different version, but essentially, we've been dealt seven cards each, and Ryan and I each get to pick three to kind of come up with sort of a joke, sort of a setup and a punchline. Don't know if it's gonna work, but whoever has the funniest uh, series of cards is gonna go first. All right, so, <laughs> am I gonna... Um... I'm going to read yours to, to the audience, and you're going to read mine. Uh, oh, wait. We can only do three cards? So it's, yeah, we're, we're trying to create kind of like a, a setup and a joke in three frames here. Okay. Not going to be easy. Oh. All right. I'll, I'll put mine in front of you. <clears throat> yeah. So, and we're also going to read each other so we get a nice natural reaction. Ryan has set up his joke in front of me, and away we go. Hey, where's yours? Oh, I was going to do, I was going to come set you up oh. after mine. Yeah. All right. Here's what he put out in front of me. There's two characters, one in a blue shirt, one in a green shirt. True. Right. If you've never played Joking Hazard before. Okay. So first frame, I just fucked my wife. <laughs> Second frame. Whoa. Calm down, buddy. 
Third frame. I am dying of cancer. Not bad. Not bad. All right. Pretty dark. Um, it is dark. I'm going to set my three cards up in front of Ryan. All right. Guy in blue says, what are you doing in my house? I'm your court-appointed lawyer. Let's talk about your case. And then they start grinding. <laughs> I do think yours is funny. Uh, Dying of cancer is always funny. So, <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, ten of our listeners. Not actually died of cancer. Not actually. I mean, we all have cancer, don't we? Right. It's just waiting to show. Yeah, itself. eventually. Yeah, future cancer. We all we all have future cancer. It feels like definitely. Um. All right. Well, all right, lay it on me, big dog. All right. So listen, this is one that you've. I know. It's, I know you've already thought about it. I know you've probably looked up stuff about it before. But I've got, you don't know nothing about me. <laughs> you don't know me. But I wanted to do a big one for fifty, and I also have been I've been asked by several people if I would do this. I so, didn't think you knew several people. I know several people. Two to three. I knew two to three people. Gotcha. But I'm on cloud nine that oh, we made it to yes. episode fifty. Very good. Yes. So listen, do do you know? Because I did actually find like. I had to do some hunting, but I do think I found like the specific reason why Cloud Nine is Cloud Nine. Yeah. So, could you try to come up with like a background story, not something general, but like you know? Sure. Well, first I need to come up with a meaning. Yeah. Well, what does Cloud Nine mean? Cloud Nine means you are you're very feeling very good, very good, like living, very living happy. the dream, right? Yeah. I am on, on Cloud, Cloud Nine. Nine. So happy. Yeah. So a story, hmm, a story, origin. For Cloud Nine. All right, let's think about this. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So this is one of those. This is one of those idioms that actually it's it's like a degradation of the 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 initial um, phrase, and and it's actually like it had changed over time. All right. And, and so there were, actually it was not Cloud Nine yeah. at first. It was Clown. Nine. <laughs> okay. All right. So I want to take you back. I want to take you back to the the uh, advent of you know I guess Barnum and Bailey Circus, right? Uh-huh. So everyone knows that the the traditional clown car is an eight clown car. Is it? <laughs> yes. You can fit eight, eight clowns, clowns in one clown car the, into the car. Right? I love that. So, um, <laughs> ideally, what you wanted to be was. The 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 uh, what's it called when you have a like the stand-in mm-hmm. like let's say one of the the eight gets gets hurt and then mm-hmm. you need to put in yeah yeah you need a like an understudy clown. understudy understudy clown, clown. Right? clown yeah yeah so if you are the understudy clown if all goes well you do not have to cram yourself into the car and you still get paid for a full day's wage whoa so if you are clown nine yeah you're basically just like well you're praying that nobody gets hurt so you don't have to get in there right but you're just kicking back and living the good life having a little popcorn and a hot dog and maybe some lemonade right and you're getting paid watching from the sidelines all right so what year did you did like the clown nine kind of get established Clown? Not, when did it change? No, no. Oh. I guess like when was... Well, when did the circus start? And did well, they have cars well, back then? Well, the circus then? had been around since before cars were a thing. Okay. So it had to be once they got cars in the circus. So like, so. After 1918 or 1920 or whatever? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was a Model T. It was a Model T. Yeah. 
All right, so in the 1920s, it was clown, and then and then at one point, it just it, through language and people messing up and mishearing, yeah. Yeah. it turned to cloud nine. Well, I think it's just not. It doesn't sound as romantic as clown no. nine, because <laughs> clouds are very romantic. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that you know it just kind of just made more, poets wanted it. They wanted it bad yeah. enough, so they took it. Yeah, they, yeah. They said it's cloud nine now. That's a great answer. <laughs> Clown nine. Maybe people should start saying that. Clown nine. I feel like clown nine. Yeah. Not I'm on cloud nine. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. You know, cause yeah. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Um, I'm going to, it's, that's wrong. That is wrong. Well, um, but let's do uh, another shot. Yeah. From, uh, 10 shots of doom. Okay. And then I'll, I'll, I'll tell you where it comes from. All right. Uh, I think, is this a six or a nine? That's a six. Okay. Oh, man, I got the mezcal. Too spicy. <laughs> I should have put some hot sauce in this. Yeah, yeah. Damn it. Um, wait, nine? I said six. Six. Uh-oh. Oh, God. Did Alvin get the egg? <laughs> right? That's, yeah. that's six, right? Yeah. <clears throat> well. Oh, Albert, that's four. Oh, you know what? It's my fault. <laughs> You know why? He's reading it upside down. Well, no, in the Roman numerals. Well, no, look, it's one, two, three, four. Six is that New Jersey cup. I know. I just this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's cute. I'm gonna regret later uh, telling Albert that he didn't actually get the egg. This uh, smells like something. Does it smell like sambuca? Maybe. Is it like a? Uh, because it might be the Brennavan. It's the Brennavan. All right. Well, cheers. Cheers. Mezcal, oh my gosh! I guess that was the Brennavan. Does, does it taste like um, like minty almost? Like it's clearing your sinuses, or tastes like? Or is it chartreuse? Oh, I don't know. Ugh. I don't think it doesn't taste flowery. Oh yeah, we'll call it the Brennavan. All right. So uh, there's um. Yeah, cl- you said this isn't about about poets, you know, wanting to take the clouds, and it's very poetic. Clouds are very poetic. Even the Greek playwright Aristophanes wrote, "They are the celestial clouds, the patron goddesses of the layabout. From them come our intelligence, our dialectic, and our reason." From that, the clouds. From the clouds. Yes, <laughs> feels that way. Well, you know, it's like it's interesting how when you have a thought bubble, it's a cloud. Mm-hmm. Intellect. Oh, I never thought about that. <laughs> well, you got to get more cloud bubbles above your head. Well, there was one man in particular named Luke Howard, and he lived from uh, 1772 to 1864. And some of his epithets are the godfather of clouds, the namer of clouds, and the father of meteorology. Wow. And I really like this guy. He was, there, there really weren't any, there really wasn't a classification for clouds. Until oh. until he came around. And he was like one of these guys that, you know, all throughout his childhood and while he was at school, he's like, I just did not care about school. And like he I would just that. find himself staring out the window, staring at the clouds and being like, what the f- what is oh, the like deal? A classic daydreamer. A classic daydreamer. But he's not fucking around. He's actually he's doing the scientific theories mm-hmm. in his head. Right. And he, he's like, you know, how do we not have names for these yet? 
And wow. so, you know, he, he by profession, he was a pharmacist. That's how he made his mun. Oh, yeah. yeah. But Push he's like, drugs. but, you know, I'm a pharmacist, but how do I become like a cloud guy? Right. Like, that's my thing. Clouds. Because there wasn't, there was no like place for him to go to be a cloud guy. So he decided that he would write and self-publish his own um, sort of thing. And it was called On the Modifications of Clouds. And he's like, I'm going to just make this. And in 1803, he self-published it and just distributed it to people. <laughs> Even if they didn't really want it. Yeah, especially, especially. they didn't want it. He's like, you need this. <clears throat> and it's like, I'm not, you know, knowing the names of the clouds isn't going to really change my life for better or worse. So I'm fine without it. But he's like, no, 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 I want you to have it. And I insist. <laughs> I insist. You're going to take this. So 1803, he published this thing. And actually, you know, some scientists were all like, no, you harumph. can't. Yeah, harumph. Like, you can't just go all of a sudden saying that there's like three categories of clouds. Like, They're no. just jealous of course they, they didn't are. think of it first. But the poets and the painters and artists were like, this is frigging amazing. Cool. Yeah. They were all excited by, by it. So he established three categories. And one of the things he did pay attention to, or maybe like through osmosis in school, was Latin. So he's like, I'm going to use some Latin words to categorize these clouds. Right. So he came up with, do you know the three major categories? I bet you do. Cumulonimbus? Cumulus. That's one of the, that's one of the types. Yeah. Cumulus, okay. stratus. Oh, yeah. And then there's cirrus. Okay. Yeah, they all sound familiar. So, so cumulus just means a heap or a pile. So that's why the big he, fluffy ones. Yeah, I guess so. Um, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I fucking guess. Luke Howard is rolling in his grave. <laughs> yeah, a heap of uh, pile of clouds. <laughs> a stratus is a sheet or layer. That's what that okay. means. Okay, that, that that makes sense. And then cirrus meaning tendril or hair. Mm. Like I guess those little like. See, wisps. that's good. That's smart that he used Latin. I think it's the Minston classics. And some scientists were like, we don't like that you use Latin. What? Because Latin's not scientific but enough? But it, it is. Like, all right. of this, there's all the scientific names for plants and animals right. and stuff for Latin. Genus. So, uh-huh. <laughs> Genus. <laughs> My name's Ted Genus. <clears throat> um, all right, so... He, he, he made this, and overnight, he became a scientific celebrity. He was like the Bill Nye of the early 19th century. Wow, yeah. And he, but he was a humble man. He was a little embarrassed by the popularity, but he was happy that such a, a positive reaction had occurred. Right. Um, and one of the, uh, this uh, German poet in particular, uh, you know, I always used to say uh, it's like Johann Wolfgang, Wolfgang von Goethe, mm. but I think his, his name is actually like Goethe. Um, cool. But uh, I went to, he has an apartment. Well, there was an apartment that he lived in in Rome that like that you could go visit um, that I went nice. to with uh, Kristen one day when she visited. How was it? Uh, it was, you know, Somebody just, lived just in there a bunch now? of rooms. No, it's like a museum for him now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they have like all of his, you stuff know, out. like writings and stuff. Yeah. So he was like obsessed. He's like, this is the coolest thing. I've always wondered what to call <laughs> these things. And Howard's the man. <laughs> he beat me to it. And he, <laughs> So he wrote a poem for each of the three categories and he wrote like a fan, like some fan mail to wow. to Howard. And he was like, oh my God, this like famous German poet it's amazing. Like, is recognizing me. And, um, and, uh, so like, yeah, that was like, and, and I think Percy Bysshe Shelley also was inspired by Luke Howard's mm. and, and wrote some poems for that. And 
Eventually, the three categories weren't enough, so they had to be extended to seven categories. Never enough, is it? Because you have to like the are little... they like subcategories, maybe they are. Yeah, because okay. like, like you know sometimes, you know sometimes like uh, cumulus and stratus are sort of mm. similar to each other, or like you know because they're because clouds are always in constantly in motion, so they're always like changing. Right. Uh, do you have a favorite? And you can't eat them. You can't eat them. <laughs> Although, yeah, in cartoons, it looks like you can. Yeah, it's it's still. As a kid, I always imagined like you know walking up on the clouds and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and it just it's just so hard to believe that you can't. They look so like you could. Do you remember the first time you went? You were in an airplane going through That's a cloud. What I was thinking, yeah, and you're just like, oh shit, we're I in a cloud. <laughs> yeah, imagine before there were planes, we were like, what's going on inside of that? Right, <laughs> you're just gonna do it. I just, I it's it's neat when you fly above them too. Then it's like a little blanket beneath you. Yeah, I wonder what Luke Howard would have thought about looking at clouds. Well, I guess he never got to see him. Never got to there, see him. Huh? But um, anyway, we'll so bring his body up. Uh, cloud seven. Uh, I'm sorry. So eventually there was like these seven categories, right. and in some slang dictionaries from the 1960s, cloud seven means mm. very happy. Ah, uh, so are you gonna tell me something? Well, th- that's. The thing well, <laughs> is that because does that have anything to do with seventh, seventh heaven? heaven? So some people think eventually the the cloud categorization came. Well, it got up to ten. Okay, so what? Like there's, there's ten subcategories of clouds. Okay, and um, some people believe that cloud seven is because people were also thinking of the phrase seventh heaven. Yeah, and it just kind of became this thing where they sort of combined two idioms. Um, yeah. But that being said, there also were originally seven categories for clouds before they added more. Mm. But they did add more before the 60s. So I think I think you're right. I think it has something to do with like that seventh heaven, yes. cloud seven sort of thing. So, um, hmm. yeah, what do you think? What do you think no, that's just not, well, you know, it's like, all right, so you're starting with three and then you're getting up to like seven. And to me, it would be natural that somebody would be like, okay, this is, Here's the new cloud. It's the seventh cloud. And, you know, as a regular Joe, you might be like, oh, yeah, it's like, it's new. It's higher up. It's mm-hmm. better. It's, right. You know, it's like, you know, and we associate clouds with heaven all the time. So it's just like, of course, this is yeah. a new, be- it's like a brand new best highest heaven or whatever. It makes sense. And the, the like rhyming seventh and heaven yeah, kind of yeah. sounds. So it just makes sense why I think people would combine them. Right. What I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Uh, oh, we have to do another shot. Oh, darn. <laughs> <laughs> Time is flying. Uh, five. Uh oh, the four came back together. Oh yes, I'm so happy. Uh, oh yes. Ah yes, last uh, time we did this, Ryan drank three eggs. So <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I don't have. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. I'm not sure what this is. Oh God. Okay, that was the Brennan. You might have had the Chartreuse. Ooh, hold on. This egg's not going down easy for Albert. I got it down. It's just, oof. oh man. <laughs> you just don't want to break the yolk. No. You got to get that yolk down whole. Papa's got to get the yolk down. Ooh, mommy. <laughs> All right. Oy. It's an interesting uh, array of things I'm putting into myself here. Yeah, Let's keep it going. So, Clow. All right. So, and you said something like, just. Just because another category got out added to the cloud categorization doesn't mean it's like a higher cloud, though, you know. But I, but I, I imagine that people would just kind of relate that. Or maybe, or maybe right, I'm right. just being, you know. No, no, like, I think people would like, be like, oh, it's like 
Oh, there's another category of cloud. Must be higher. Higher number. Higher up. Better. Yeah. <laughs> but so the the ninth cloud that was that received categorization is called the cumulonimbus. That's right. That's the one I well I, I, I mispronounced it, but I think I said like cumulus nimbus or whatever. That was the one I said. So no, this, I actually might have said it right. Cumulonimbus, right? Did you? I think that's what I first said. Oh, I do anyway. Think, I do think you said cumulus, but you might have said it. Well, go ahead. I, that's so crazy. That is uh, th- this guy. Um, and if you're interested in this subject, this guy uh, just came out with a book. Oh, Richard Hamblin's The Invention of Clouds. This is the guy mm. who like really dug into Luke Howard and, and all this this like cloud stuff. <laughs> you see, he looked at the clouds. <laughs> it's just t- ten chapters. Not, not a passing glance. He really looked. He saw the clouds. When have you last looked you, at something? You know, could you? It's any of us could have with any sort of you know gumption mm-hmm. could have been the first to name clouds. Listen, he he just he, we gotta name something that nobody else has named. People, if you have an idea, you have to go after it. Yes, take action. Yeah, someone else will do and it. Damn the naysayers. Damn them. Yes. Someone else will name clouds if you don't do it first. Right. So I, I got this chart here. Look, you can see cumulonimbus. It's on the on your far right. Holy shit. That definitely looks bigger than the rest. So the thing is, is that it's considered a low level cloud because uh, yes. it's, this is where like, um, it's like a, basically like a rain cloud. Yeah. But so tall. above it is it, it's towers to the, like, um, it towers into the high level clouds. Yeah. But the the I guess like the main part of it is actually low, quite low to the ground. That's going through all the different layers so, there. I know, right? So like it's it's this, and I I guess super when, cloud. When we see or hear thunderstorms, it's usually coming from a cumulonimbus, and so it is this like towering cloud. So to be on top of that really yes. would be to have like to have your you know I don't know like have, have this, your like, cloud and eat it too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I couldn't finish my. No, but you're, you're anyway. all the way. Uh, yeah, cloud nine. It's like you're. If you were looking upon this chart that Ryan showed me, it's 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 like a stovepipe. It's very tall. So if you were on top of that one, oh my, that's beautiful. Actually, it looks <laughs> yeah. like an island. At I know the, top. At the way top it does. It's pretty cool. And this I get. Is, it. And this is a real one. Like a okay, real I get why there's a special name for that one. So yeah. So um, I, I you know but. It's it's weird. Like only via Richard Hamblin did I get this information about about Luke Howard and the cumulonimbus and the the it's it was ninth in the categorization and and that's why we say cloud nine. Yeah. And and there are other places that kind of said other things like the U.S. that just didn't make sense. It didn't add up. Yeah. But I don't know. This is like a pretty recent book with some critical acclaim. I feel like. Um, I don't know. I, I I feel like this is this makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, I don't I know. Think Check you it out. Busted the case wide open. Well, I don't think I, I did. I, I think, think he did. did. Well, yeah, but you got to bring it to the masses. No <laughs> yeah. one's gonna read a nerd book about clouds. <laughs> yeah, no one's gonna read a nerd. Sorry, book. I I would love to if I had time, and if I've read every other book that I've wanted to. Dude, I do not have time. There's for no this. time. There's no time. So. Uh, if you want to see some beautiful paintings of clouds after Luke Howard published this, John Constable. You just got to Google John Constable cloud paintings. As soon as you read this thing from Luke Howard, he started to like just go outside with his canvas and paint clouds all day. That's how jazzed up he was about it. Wow, it's like, he ne- I've never noticed those clouds hey, before. Who put them clouds there? Uh, 
and so right so because cloud seven i think had had dominated our american lingo in the 60s are you looking it up oh these look real they're beautiful right wow yeah Ooh, some of these are expensive <laughs> <laughs> they're for sale how is that possible they're on museums oh, by now well i guess they're i guess they're the print like prints yeah and they're not that expensive i'm just cheap but um in the 80s uh george harrison named one of his albums cloud nine Ah. But in the, in, the, in the late 60s, The Temptations had a psychedelic soul album called Cloud Nine. Oh, yeah. So it might have been because of them that it, it kind of got, that Cloud Seven got sort of pushed to the side as the um, the official um, phrase. Heaven. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, all you have to do is a quick little Google map search, and you'll see how many frigging like, smoke and vape shops are called Cloud Nine. Sure. And also beauty salons. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, those are some nice little fun facts there. <laughs> uh-huh. So, yeah, that's pretty much still it. Still persists in the real world. Still, yeah, man. I think the first time I remember even seeing Cloud9 was, uh, so we grew up in New Jersey, uh, like an hour away from Ocean City, New Jersey. And I think there, on the boardwalk, there was a Cloud9 t-shirt shop. Oh, yeah. You something. know what? That might still be there. Really? I remember the uh, I remember the sign. I feel like it's kind of fresh in my mind still. And as a kid, I I just always remember seeing the sign and being like, "Cloud Nine, like, why is this place called that?" Yeah. And uh, so that, that was probably my first sort of introduction to the the phrase. Well, this is good. You know, once again, you're lucky you got Ryan because I have skimmed over Cloud Nine before, and yeah. I was like. It's not clear enough for me. I'm not going to do the hard work. <laughs> and I, I'm glad that Ryan did because now we could, you know, we could close the book on. Close it. the book. Check it off. You can tell your friends. And next time you look up at the sky and you're feeling happy, you can say, thank you, Luke Howard. Thank you for your work. Yes. And you can remember all of the clowns that it took. Mm. And that's the way the, the clown key crumbles that's good hey by the way i was thinking we should we should officially change the middle one of the the set like the sign off ones yeah. to uh that's all she wrote that's, that's all more she wrote. Us. and then but what's the second one that's a wrap that's a wrap oh i'd love to make it that's all she right? wrote yeah or, or would it make more sense would it make more sense that that's all she wrote is first or last i mean they're both kind of ending things but they're ending yeah. in parts well i think that's all that, that's a wrap feels good at at the, at the now end. or the end. Well, right, let's keep good. it at the end because it's always been there. It's always been there. All right. So, so that's all she wrote. It, it's all she that's wrote. That's all she wrote about Cloud one. Nine. Yeah. Now everyone can rest easy. You know where it came from. You're welcome. You know, send us an email. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not you, Bob. You're good. You take a break. <laughs> all right. We'll be right back after this little musical interlude. Peace out, yo.
we're back. What a crowd. What a crowd. Hey, this is a good crowd we have today. Usually you'll notice that there's no one. There's no, no one listening. But today there's someone. They showed up in droves. What's the etymology of droves? In droves. I don't know. Yeah, what is the etymology of droves? I don't know. Maybe they all drove there together. Hmm. Uh, I think we have to do a, a quick shot to start things off. Um, welcome oh, back. Dear. You can all join us. So whichever, whatever two things we're drinking, you can go. Go grab court. yourself one. Yeah, exactly. Number two. Number two. Uh, I'm not sure what this is. What? Where's two? This two is that. Yeah. Okay. I got two. That's a, you got me that shot glass. Yeah, from hell. Actually, you got me this one too. Oh. This is the uh, Shenandoah. Ah. Uh, Shenandoah. I think this might be the one that tastes like. Oh, this is pumpkin whiskey. That's good. See that one? This that, might be chartreuse? chartreuse. That's chartreuse then. What the hell are you drinking then? I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe was it Admiral Nelson's rum? I guess it could have been. It wasn't great. Then <laughs> <laughs> it was probably Admiral Nelson's. They're clearly not going to sponsor us. <laughs> so we can, we can finally talk trash on them. Well, you know, Ryan, they might just show up right now. If you speak of the devil, speak of the <laughs> devil, oh, speak of the devil. Hey, Admiral Nelson. <laughs> Yo, I am excited about this. <laughs> yeah, I thought you might be. I love speak of the devil. All right. So speak of the devil, uh, Lindsay and I watched the fantastic movie that I've never seen in my life until last week called... The Witches of Eastwick. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you should do Speak of the Devil because of when Jack Nicholson shows up. Mm -hmm. A very devilish character. Yeah. So, uh, and if you have not seen that movie, please run out and see it. I am <laughs> run out. I am obsessed with it. Get to your nearest blockbuster pause, today. Pause this episode so you can have some context. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, Rye, tell the, tell the audience, what is the meaning of Speak of the Devil? Speak of the Devil is when is when uh, a, a couple of people are talking about somebody and then that person shows their face. Absolutely. What's the what's the uh, like written definition of that? I got when a person appears just after being mentioned. Okay, good. Which is what you said. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, okay. uh, now it is Ryan's turn to decide the origin of this idiom. All right. I'm going to take a I'm going to take a second here. Take a second to think cuz I don't have anything off the top of my head. All right, I, I I've got I got something. It's we'll see how it <laughs> we'll see how it. Uh, Don't overthink it. Yeah, I'm not gonna overthink it. I'm just gonna start talking, and we'll just see what. That's happens. how we used to do it. <laughs> I, we uh, allow ourselves a few moments nowadays, but when we were when we started off, it was like zap zap. What are you thinking? Yeah, I, this is this the first thing that came to my head. Yeah, but that's I, the one. I'm, I'm just gonna go. All right, so 
I'm assuming that Speak of the Devil has been around since like the 1600s. I'm going to say that it started in England. Shout out to our English fans. Whoa, good day, mate. We see you. <laughs> Albert and his weird Australian accent is back. <laughs> but, um, you know, thanks for listening. And uh, there was a tavern. There was a tavern in uh, 17th century England. It was called... It was called... Uh, it was called uh, The Crow and Eyeball. Now, normally I would have a problem with this name because there's an and in it. But The Crow and Eyeball is very good. Yeah, but it does feel like, you know, old taverns had this and that. They did. It, before this before whole it got fucking all, thing. Yeah, yeah. right. I mean, like, yeah, these days. Plus, that's a nice image. You could see a crow pecking out your eyeball. Yeah, or yeah, standing on the eyeball while pecking it out. Oh, yeah. That's the image. Oh, like a big eyeball? It's a big one. Yeah. Oh, nice. And it says the crow, there's the image, and eyeball like at the that. bottom. That is good. And uh, it was a lo- it wasn't in London. It was it was outside of London, so lots of locals would go there. And uh, you know the, the 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 bartender was a big a, a bosomy woman. Sure, older. Of though. course, she was like sixty, but but great great big knockers. <laughs> and there were the, lo- the you know three locals that were there drinking as they do a dark beer, a very dark yeah. dark room temperature beer. That's how they made it. 17th century. Back in the day. And there was a man. And strong. Not like a Guinness. No, no offense if you like Guinness, but I always thought dark beers were really strong, and they're not. Mm. This one's strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there was a man named uh, w- w- William 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 Shadows. Shadowson. Oh, yeah. Shadowson. Yeah. William Shadowson. William Shadowson. Like a son of shadows. Sat at the crow and eyeball bar. Yeah, William Shadowson sat at the crow and eyeball. It just, that's great. Yeah. And so he, <laughs> the problem with William Shadowson was that wherever he went, things typically w- went bad, went yeah. poorly. Okay. Right. So he would walk past the, the uh, local... Uh, blacksmith and he would accidentally hit his thumb you know mm. with a hammer and he'd be like <laughs> <laughs> or he'd walk past the butcher and the butcher would you know cut off his his hand with a cleaver <laughs> and they'd Ooh, be that's like wrong. <laughs> and they'd be like duh what William? Damn it! I wish I should do everything in Scotland because I, I my go-to accent is Scottish that's fine they sound like that that William Shadow said Made me lose my goddamn pinkers, which is Ooh, a, that's pinkers. a pinky pinky finger. Um, so you know, typically, you know, the gossip of town occurs at the local tavern. And yes, that, there was no different here. The crow and eyeball, and um, you know, it just happened to be that every time the what do you what do you the patrons of the yeah. tavern were were speaking. They'd be like, did you hear what happened to, you know, the butcher today? Like, he chopped off his left hand. They're like, that's the end. That's it. And it was all because of, of Shadowson. You know, like, he just keeps on walking by things and people fucking... You, you gotta know, like, stop walking by <laughs> things, William. <laughs> and then he, you know, he walks in to the bar, the the tavern or whatever. Right. And... um. And then, you know, the bartender's like, speak of the devil, it's William Shadowson. And then as soon as she said that, a keg fell off of the, 
you know, one of the rafters and hit her in the head and, you know, just pushed her head through her shoulders, Ooh. you know, so she was just flat, so all she, shoulders at top. And she lived. It's like a Beetlejuice type character. Yeah, it's like a little Beetlejuice. And her voice would kind of come out of the hole between oh, the shoulders where her head was. That's great. And uh, clearly that's, that's, a, that's a story. It's a tale that gets around town. Yes. And uh, because this was only like a 45 minute horse ride away from London, you know, it quickly, it quickly spread around. Oh, yeah. Once it, it gets got to the in, city, yeah. It got into the books, you know, all the texts and uh, Speak of the Devil, you know, became a thing. Right. You know, but like, of course, every, if he used bad luck, they're going to equate him with the devil. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, right. It's almost like, is he cursed or something? Right. He's cursed. Yeah. That's something like that is my guess. What kind of a demeanor does William Shadowson have? Is he he's hunched over, like sickly pale? Okay, like you know, like thinning hair. Yeah, uh, raggedy clothes. Okay, and but he he doesn't mean to. It's just he just happens to be cursed. Right, and um, you know, so his life isn't great either. But it's fine. It's just like Like normal. It's it's, it's the most normal life you can imagine. Right. Okay. You know, so he's not like a. Because, you know, it's a whole different thing if he's like a dark, handsome kind of He's like thing. an assistant to the local bookkeeper. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like and a very... Like, oh, I wish I could just read. Like a minor character in a Charles Dickens book. Yeah. Right. Know? It's more just the stuff that happens to him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Great. So, something like that. I love it. I love that lady that gets her head smushed in. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about Should her already. be her for Halloween. <laughs> That's a good Halloween costume. Yeah. Just have a keg coming out of your uh, yeah. shoulders there. Yeah, man. All right. Well, we're, we are going to take, um, you know, send in your photos for, for the Thank you. costume contest. You know, it would be nice, by the way, if anyone out there would dress up as a Don't Be an Idiom character and send us a picture. Yeah. yeah we have had quite a few over the years. So it, if, you, if you dress up as a Don't Be an Idiom character this Halloween... Send us a friggin' picture, would yeah. you? Yeah, and there's a good chance you're gonna win because the odds of two Joe Millers <laughs> popping up, or oh, I'd love to see two, Joe Miller, two barrelhead ladies, or well, listen for our ho- spaghetti Tony for our first October episode, we will give you a list of of costume suggestions. Yes, based on characters that have emerged from yeah. Don't Be an Idiom episodes, and we should probably try to be one of our characters too oh That'd yeah be fun. we'll do it ourselves okay okay all right good all right so what's the what's the history here okay so um well ryan your your guess was wrong but uh, it was actually much much more interesting so uh, here's what we got first thing that we need to know is that speak of the devil is a shortened version and what it really is is speak of the devil and he will appear obviously. Uh, okay, okay? I don't know if it's obvious. Um, you know what? Yeah, maybe it's not. I don't. Right. So, but that's the that's the full idiom there. So it did originate in England. You got that right. Uh, and the original saying, and they still use it this way in England today, mostly is "talk of the devil" uh, and the devil will appear. Talk of the devil. Yeah. So in the 16th century, ah, it right. You got that part too. It did. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> Oh, no, 17th right. century. Yeah, you, that's right. You said 1600s. Yeah. Right, right. Well, you're very close. Um, so there was Latin and Old English references to this kind of stuff floating around. Right. Um, and it really boils down to people used to be afraid to reference the devil. Just like how, we, how there was all of those different um, ways to say things like God or Jesus Christ because they were afraid to. Yeah, no one want to, wanted to utter the word because yeah. they felt that it, w- it was like dangerous. Yeah, they right? felt like it was like a curse. Yeah. yeah. So um, 
I just to throw in here, so I was when I was looking up, I was like trying to think of like you know how we there's all those different things like geez Louise, gosh mm-hmm. darn it, Gadzooks, right. Crikey, and doggone. Do you remember what those are called? I finally found out what said these, it before. they are called euphemistic alterations. Oh, okay. And I never knew that that was like the, the term for it. It's just yeah. basically when you have something that's like, you, you feel like it's like, it's a little too sensitive to talk about. So you come up with like a different right. uh, version. And it's usually religion, sex, death, and excreta. <laughs> Which for all of you out there. Yeah, poop. Pee and poop. Pee and poop. Pee and poop. <laughs> so that's the that one. That could be a good they, tavern name. Right? Excreta. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it also, for the Harry Potter fans out oh. there, it really does kind of remind you of Voldemort, right? He who shall not be yeah, named. Yeah, right. Don't say his name. No. But now, I already got to say this, but you're, you're saying, when you use the term, though, speak of the devil, you are saying the devil's name. Yeah, it's not so much, yeah, it doesn't really, Yeah, that doesn't really fit into that, does but, it? But I almost feel like it's kind of like a warning. Like like if you were just like, well, Satan, Satan fucking said this and that. And then, you're, saying and then you're like, whoa, 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 speak of the devil. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, like it's kind of like, like maybe a prudent person might say it to remind a person to stop yeah. talking about the yeah, devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop saying it, he's going to appear. Right. And then we got to deal with that situation. Right. All right. Which so, could be hilarious. <laughs> I feel like it would be exciting, you know, especially if like, you know. 16th century like can you imagine if a 10 foot like luciferian figure like walk open the door and was like yeah where's yeah, the party <laughs> what's going on here yeah. boys and yeah. we're like oh we're you know nothing what's up man right i mean because life gets a little bleak nowadays and there's so many forms of entertainment but just think 16th century if you're just like bail on the hay again i guess mm-hmm. like i think i would invite Satan to come just because it would be something at least. That's probably why witchcraft got started in the first place. Exactly. You got know boredom. Yeah, right. You know? Let's yeah, mix that, it up. That would be fun. Let's mix it up and steal some babies. Yeah. Use yeah. Their, use their blood and some potions. I got babies. I, right. I, I, don't get me started. <laughs> okay. So listen, the first time that it was officially in print uh-huh. was this Italian writer, nice. Giovanni Toriano, in the Piazza Universale. Piazza. Piazza Universal. That was written in 1666. Oh, shit. 666. Coincidence? Wasn't there also a great fire in London in 1666? If you say so. <laughs> so in his quote here, it's it goes like this. The English say, talk of the devil, and he is presently at your elbow. So that's actually what they're saying is the first... So is the elbow, I mean, is the devil in like three and a half feet? Or he's like... He's like at by- your... Oh, oh, not that, not that he's short. I think that he's... Uh. Cl- oh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I think it just means he's close. Oh, close, you, close Yeah, close. so like if you say his name there, he's going to be close. Gotcha. Um, a little fun fact, and again, he does use the talk of the devil thing here, mm-hmm. is in 1982, Ozzy Osbourne released... An album, mm-hmm. Speak of the Devil. Yeah. But in the UK version, it's called Talk of the Devil. Oh, nice. That's kind of cool. Ozzy. Yeah. I was thinking ahead. All right. So then there's some other versions here. We have this, uh, there's this thing called Cataplus, a mock poem from 1672. And it was Talk of the Devil and See His Horns. Oh. Shakespeare loved talking about the devil. Yeah. So in the Comedy of Errors, he wrote, He must have a long spoon that must eat with the devil. And that just means be cautious if you keep bad company. 
He loved talking about spoons and the devil. He's got this other one from The Tempest where it's, uh, this is a devil and no monster. I will leave him. I have no long spoon. And guess where that whole long spoon thing comes from? Where? Canterbury Tales. Canterbury Tales. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Which was in the 14th century. And uh, this one's written in on like that old timey language. So I'm going to try to get this here. It's, therefore behoveth hire a full long spoon that shall it with a fiend. So good. Even though the spoon Chaucer the devil, would be proud. I think so. <laughs> so he gets the beginning of the whole spoon thing. I was going to say, which is on, it's, it's, it's just another devilish right, kind of just quote. for me and all of the listeners out that are there getting a little lost okay. here. <laughs> so Chaucer's responsible for um, connecting spoons with devils. Yeah. The devil. But the, this Italian author, was he the first? He was the first to, to, to say, speak of the devil. In a non-Latin or Old English way. So he was the first one to write it in a, in a way that we could all comprehend, I guess. But that would have been in Italian. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but so, so speak of the devil did not exist before 1666 it sounds, as a phrase? It sounds like it was uh, not written down. Oh, okay. Before then. So you said that so it, it was comes from about. England, though. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. In his quote, he says, um, as the English say, talk of the devil. Oh, okay. And he's presently at your elbow. Oh, So he's like, okay. re- he's referencing something. So it must have existed like orally in exactly. English that's, culture. Yes, that's, He yes. would have traveled to England at some that's what I'm, time. Yeah. And then, then he put it to paper. Yes. I gotcha. All right. right. All right, good. So, uh, what else have we got here? Okay. Then in the mid 19th century, there was this like clergyman, uh, Richard Shenevix. Sheva Sheva Bing Bong. Sheva. Sheva Lava Ding Dong. Shenevix Trench. Okay. Richard Shenevix Trench. Dick he was, Trench? He was the dean of <laughs> Westminster. Dick Trench was the dean. Okay. And he said, talk of the devil and he is bound to appear contains a very needful warning against curiosity about evil. So at the 19th century, the church is still trying to scare people. Ugh. But this is, the, this is the time when it becomes idiomatic. Okay. Uh, there, was a, uh, there was a quote from the Stevens Point Journal in Wisconsin in 1892. Okay. Uh, when they use it as, no good of himself does a listener hear speak of the devil he's sure to appear so this is the first time that we have it in writing in kind of this way it's like if somebody talks about you you uh you you pop up so it's getting away from this whole um like the devil will actually appear yeah it's getting away from the whole superstitious thing all right so so and it's more about eavesdropping now like warning people it's like a warning to not eavesdrop which is also an idiom eavesdrop yeah yeah all right so in the in the late 19th century that's when we started using speak of the devil idiomatically yeah but before that it was usually it was worked like, into language because people were af- afraid, actually afraid yes, of the devil appearing yes. upon saying his right. name got it yes so um i feel very schmort right now I feel very <laughs> yeah, schmort. I, so unfortunately there's not like this great story about the devil doing something crazy it's just this <laughs> i wonder why <laughs> it's just this maybe thing. because the devil's not real well because religion you know that's the greatest bullshit. trick the devil will pull right <laughs> Am I right? So um, what I thought I would do is just give you a couple little fun facts, which is the top 
10 devil nicknames. Oh my. My my top 10. These oh, okay. are my favorites. Is old Nick in there? In no particular order. Okay. Cuz that would have I, I would we would be doing this tomorrow sure. if I had to actually make yeah. a decision. <laughs> okay. So we've got Old Nick, mm-hmm. Old Scratch, Old Scratch I've heard. Boogerman, that's new. Hellcat. His Satanic Majesty. Sure. Oh, uh, Rolling Stones. The Imp of Darkness. Okay. The Mayor of Hell. That's dumb. Son of the Morning. I like the Mayor of Hell. Mayor? <laughs> yeah. Who has ever called Satan the Mayor of Hell? I know he's not even the president. Like that means he's like in charge of a part of hell. <laughs> right. All right. Well, he doesn't want to work so hard now. <laughs> I'm just, hey, I'm just the when mayor. He, he, Talk yeah, to right. the governor. Yeah, if right, you really right. <laughs> uh, so we had the Son of the Morning, which I feel That's like cool. comes like from Morning like Star. Mornings. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Splitfoot and because the hooves, hooves, stump. Old Stumpy. Yeah. So uh, so that's my favorite 10 names for the devil. Those and I'm sure he's going to be visiting me tonight. But um, my final fun fact is a bonus idiom. Oh. Now, for all of and you. And it's not eavesdropping? It's not eavesdropping. Okay. For all of you who know Ryan, uh, he's he's pretty dark. And I never wanted to use this as an official idiom because I was sure he'd be like, yeah, I already know this. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to bring in playing devil's advocate oh so i'm sure you know well first of all we're not doing this twice people so if you don't know devil's advocate is a person who expresses a contentious opinion in order to provoke debate or test the strength of opposing arguments and you know i gotta say sometimes when people are like i'm just playing devil's advocate here i'm like fucking Just agree with me, please. <laughs> like we both yeah. know I'm right. Like, come on, why has everyone got to be so smart? I think I think Devil's Advocate comes from the Vatican hiring yes. somebody yes. to debate whether or not someone should become a saint. Yes, is that right? Is yes. that right? And okay. that's why that's why I didn't use it as my main. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so he's he's exactly right. So the medieval Latin expression is advocus diaboli. Right. And it was actually considered a job title. Mm-hmm. So somebody was hired for this. Um, there were va- various Vatican records in the 1500s of an informal role where the term was switched. It was Diaboli Advocatus. But then in 1587, Pope Sixtus V. Isn't that an interesting name? Sixtus V. That's a weird one. Right? Um, he actually <laughs> he established the formal post of Promoter of the Faith, a.k.a. The advocus diaboli. Hmm. So, and then he you know, switches it back. Yeah, yeah. So if it's informal, you know. Um, and it was exactly what Ryan said. If somebody was nominated for uh, beatification or canonization, this guy's job was just to come up with a list of reasons that you should not be blessed or canonized. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great role. It's awesome, yeah. I believe, I think, and, and uh, you know, all you people out with the computers out there can double check this, but I, th- I believe the great English thinker Christopher Hitchens who left this world too soon I believe he was hired by the Vatican to be the devil's advocate for Mother Teresa when Whoa. her canonization was was up hey, what, like to like whatever like 15 or 20 years ago and didn't she like posthumously get like D saint didn't she do didn't they find out some shit about her when she was dead like she's not not good um, I, what was she like banging dudes I left and right? I didn't. I never heard the details. But I feel like when we were growing up, Mother Teresa was everywhere. Didn't it feel like that? She was everywhere. Like, I, I, <laughs> everyone was I, talking I, about I, Mother I, Teresa. I feel like I feel like they found out some shit about her later. <laughs> so if you know the shit about Mother Teresa, call in, please. Yeah. 
<laughs> Please, I've Colin. heard other people talking about Mother oh. Teresa. But it is so boring because uh, it's religious. Speak stuff. of the devil, Mother Teresa's just gotten here. Oh, I thought it was Shelly. <laughs> the red light's on. <laughs> We're recording. <laughs> no, we can't afford a red light. Hey, Mother Teresa. Looking good in blue. Was that her color? Yeah, I think she kind of, yeah, which is kind of like a poser thing. Like Virgin Mary used to wear a lot of blue. Oh, Mother Teresa was no virgin. And maybe it was her like nun. Maybe that was part of her her nun get up though. Like that specific group of nuns wore the like, like blue. The bluebirds. The bluebirds. <laughs> okay. Of the, of the nun, nun, nun people. <laughs> yeah, but you know, this one was, you know, I actually have this f- very faint memory from long ago, Roger saying, to us I mean I think we might have been children he's like do you know the devil's advocate is a real thing hmm. and it always the st- fuck did he know I that? don't know and it always stuck with me as like such a such a unique just a very cool idea that that was a real thing in the church like yeah. like fuck church but like could you imagine being <laughs> named like be like I am the devil's advocate yeah yeah like, and, it's, cool. and I'm bad and I'm bad <laughs> and I'm bad the, at the bone I drink baby. the wine all, not when I'm supposed to <laughs> I drink the wine and I smoke. <laughs> I smoke cigarettes while I eat Eucharist yes. in the corner. Yes, dude. Like that guy. I wonder if he like leaned into it, got real dark. I hope so, man. Yeah. Beautiful. Anyway, so that's pretty much it. Um, it didn't become. It didn't. It wasn't like recorded in, idiomatically until 1760, and this thing called the Imposters detected. And the quote is just like they just by rising up and playing the true part of the devil's advocate doesn't really have anything not a very interesting quote but so yeah that is my bonus and that is a wrap and don't we have to drink another shot all right with that i think we should do our last shot here see what happens uh and then uh you know then you can all go home you can all go do your thing you can go home wait you don't have to go home but you can't stay here but you can't stay here one. I don't know what this is. <laughs> why, why are you showing me? What? This is yours. Oh, not one. So. Oh, you got the boost. Oh my god. Ryan got the boost. You're not supposed to drink this stuff straight. Ryan I've got. Had, a, a I've con- ever had a it. Concentrated boost. Oh, I got pickle juice. Huh. Oh, it does. It does sort of taste like Coca-Cola. I haven't had it yet. Well, that's the thing. Oh, right. Yeah. Ryan hasn't actually tried the boost It tastes yet. like flat Coca-Cola. Yeah. Guys, it's like it's like a Pine Barrens, South Jersey thing. Yeah. And it is. And this and the uh, ingredients are still secret. <laughs> I probably, yeah, probably. It's just maybe they, maybe they just like let Coca-Cola sit. Right. And they just put that in a big old bottle. Yep. Wait, what did you get? Pickle juice. Oh, that's actually nice. a good way to round it all out. I feel like I kind of ate a meal here. I feel, yeah, I feel I feel pretty good. Yeah. All right, everyone. Um, thank you for joining us for episode fifty. Hey, we really appreciate it if you've been listening. T- like f- the last four, how many years has this been? Well, we started in two thousand seventeen. So four, four years. About what month did we start it? Because we're March. coming up. We're coming up. Th- well, okay. So in March it'll be our five year anniversary. So wow. there's time. Listen, guys, it's so awesome. It's really cool. Yeah. If you have listened to all 50 episodes and stuck with us through all of, especially through those first couple that were, we didn't know what we were doing. Thank you so much. It has been really fun doing this and uh, And we're going to keep after. We just want to keep going. We'll see how far we get. 
Yeah, and really reach out, send us an email about anything, and we will talk about you. We want to. We really want to get the uh, audience involved as much as possible. Let's make some stuff happen here. Like, don't be an idiot at gmail.com. If you want a postcard, uh, you can either order one on don'tbeanidiom.bandcamp.com or you can just email us. Yeah. We'll just, uh, you know. Definitely we'll check out. out the Bandcamp. Um, we're going to be updating it with Oh, yeah. We've got to put on our, our next, our last uh, 10 songs. All of our, yeah, all of our tracks. You can listen to them all there. You can listen to them for free or you could buy them if you want, which is nice. Nice gesture. Thank you, Albert. And get yourself a uh, I'm Not Saddam, I'm Rap Boy magnet they are going fast yeah we only have, we only have a few batch. left yeah so if you need a, a sweet magnet where a rat is looking into a mirror and sees saddam hussein we got you yeah and who doesn't need that i know and if you have kids you just explain it to your kids yeah you explain the story yeah they'll kids, get it kids love rats kids bounce back from stories like that all the time oh my gosh yeah like think about like the secret of nim remember that that was creepy oh, man well that's the end. We're going to play a special song. Yeah. Uh, we, a good, a good old friend of ours, Alex, uh, we were actually just with him last night. He had sent us a song a couple weeks ago that he had written. It's sort of a, uh, don't be an idiom slash do be a monster right. type thing. And, uh, we, it's an, it's an original composition. Yeah. So it, you know, don't try to steal it. <laughs> um, <but laughs> it's it copyrighted. It's copyrighted. And we thought we would save it for something special like our 50th episode. So Alex, thank you so much. Yeah, enjoy this. And this is one that you'll probably want to put on uh, repeat. Yeah, and hey, and just for all of you listening right now, if you are so inclined and would like to write <laughs> us a song. Just call call we'll, our personal we'll, phone numbers. We'll fucking put it on, man. That'd be great. Yeah, Save whatever. us some fucking work, actually. Yeah, seriously. The songs take longer than the episode. All right, until next time, don't, don't be, be an, an idiom. idiom like us. Don't be an idiom. Don't be a monster, you.